0: This episode of the Taylor Stevens show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com/taylorstevens. Hi, this is Taylor Stevens,
1: New York Times best bestsell- Award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers, and this is the Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking, riding in the butt one word at a time.
0: And Taylor, it seems sometimes as though we're we're not only kicking, riding in the butt. We're sometimes examining the idea of owning goats, one goat at <laughs> a time.
1: Yes, specifically <laughs> one goat at a time. Uh, okay, for those of you who are living for the farm stories, had more. More baby goats. Yay, it's that time of year again. It's also about to freeze. Oh my god, we're going right down into another Arctic blast. But um having baby goats has given me two baby goat stories. And the first one is about a little goat that we're just gonna call jerk face. <laughs> he's so cute. He's he's another one of those camouflage colored um they're dappled dappled goats um all of these are baby boys again and this one has done vanishing acts i I guess i should be calling him houdini i don't know
0: i jerk face
1: (laughs) jerk face he's such a jerk um so he was the first one born he was born the day before the twins and like when when goats baby goats are, are newborn they're a lot like babies Baby humans in that they just sleep a lot, so it was warm. wasn't worried about the weather or anything like that. And and you know that, that he'll eat, and then just the the baby will find a place to just go curl up and sleep. And so I went out to check on his mom, and there was no baby. He's just gone, missing completely. And I'm like, what? And there's this spot that I'd seen him crawl into before. It is sort of like a foundation that got eroded away from underneath a part of a storage building. And it's it's not concrete. It's like clay or select fill is what they call it. So it's just like really hard, but it, it can erode with with rain and weather. And the edge of it had eroded. So there was this like, I don't know, maybe 18-inch gap between the bottom of the building and where the ground was is now. And I'd seen him go up in there and I'd seen him in there earlier in the day. And I was like, it's fine. He's he's resting. You know, he knows where his mom is. His mom knows where he is. And so I just left him and I came back that evening to check on him again. And he was nowhere. He And I looked up in there and he wasn't there. And so I went and I, I got a flashlight. Like a big one, heavy duty flashlight, and I crawled up underneath there looking between cinder blocks. Like maybe he's hiding back in a corner. No, no baby goat. He's only two days old at this point. Where can a two day baby old, a two day old baby goat go? I scoured the pasture, every inch of it, and the other one just maybe he got on the other side of the fence. I walked the perimeter looking for this baby goat. I couldn't find it. So I went into the storage area. And there's like all this junk in there. It was there before I moved here. I've never had a chance to deal with it. Just old like pieces of wood and old cabinets and screens for windows that don't have screens on. Just stuff that I need to throw away and get rid of. And I dug through all that that stuff looking for this goat and he wasn't there either. And finally I'm starting to get desperate. Like maybe a hawk got him. I don't think it would have been a coyote because, you know, dogs and whatever. Um, maybe he just got through the fence and wandered off and didn't know how to find his way back, which seems stupid because goats don't go that, babies don't go that far from their mothers. And just what happened? So I called friend to help me come look for this goat and maybe we can move stuff around. And we get there and I walk back out to this storage area and I open up the door and this little baby. The goat comes out from beneath the wood piles stretching and shaking and like hey what's been going on and now I just call him <laughs> jerk face <laughs> he's done it a couple times since I, now at least I know where to look for him um, but he doesn't do it anymore because he's too big I think now or he's finally reached the stage where all he wants to do is play with the other kids and it's more fun than going off and hiding on its own one of those things but anyway he hasn't done it again since but he he is, that is jerk face he went a little jerk oh my god stress fit and the other story is um the two babies that were born uh that were twins one of that's so cute but one of them is blind in one eye and i've i've never seen that happen before and the reason that i figured out that he was blind is he he was normal like didn't show anything different when he was first born but as he started getting the days went by he started holding his head off to the side like his neck would um kind of curl around and at first i thought like well maybe he's got a neurological condition there's this thing that i know chickens can get it and geese can get it and i'm pretty sure goats can get it and it's a nutrient deficiency and it causes a thing called rhinek. and it, it's like their necks don't don't stay straight they just keep curling back and it'll kill him eventually and I was like oh boy what do I do here you know because I don't have it in me to to nurse a baby goat to health and I just started watching him and I could tell that he didn't have a problem straightening his neck out it wasn't like it was coming back uncontrollably it was just he was really acting weird and then I was like it's almost like he can't see from one side, like he's he's swinging his head around because he can, you know, the way that goats have their eyes on both sides of their heads, they don't have the same kind of forward vision that we do. Maybe he has to swing his head around like that to be able to see everything. So uh, I was like, okay, he's probably fine. Came back the next day. He was still fine. He's healthy. He's bouncing around, but doing this weird neck swinging thing. And then he went inside one of the big boxes, like a crate, it's a crate that's in that area that it's like a shelter where they can get out of the wind if they want to. And the little babies like to go play on it because there's, there's boards like the two by fours that hold it all together. They can jump. They like to parkour, like climb, try and climb on those. And he's in there and he's bumping into wall, like to the wall on the side that he, that I I thought maybe he couldn't see from, like he could not see the wall. And I was like, okay. So I went and, and got a flashlight and like shined it on that side of him. No response whatsoever. Put my hand up against the side of his face. No response whatsoever. But, but he would swing his head around. Like he was trying to see if there was something there, like trying to use his other eye. So I was like, okay, I've got a goat that's blind in one eye. That is new and interesting. And hopefully... A singular experience but it happened and i don't know how but it did and it's just interesting i guess <laughs> that's my that's my story <laughs> that's all there is
0: all right let me ask you a couple questions about goats how did you choose or this did is, you like choose like we you said
1: we're kicking goats in the butt when with...
0: <laughs> yes exactly um how did you choose or did you choose a, a specific breed of goat
1: um well originally I got these guys just to for land clearing. A goat is a goat. I didn't care. But um, boar goats are really quite uh, uh, common here. They're meat goats. They're the easiest to to find, usually. I didn't want a milking goat because I'm just not going to. And milking goats are a little more specialized, whatever. So it started off with just boar goats. But then as I started reading more and more about them, um, I realized that I didn't want to have to do all of the upkeep that goes with worming and everything else. Cause it's a, it's a big issue. Like if, if goats get certain parasites, they die. It's just how it is. And, and just generally speaking, you don't want your goats to die. So you worm them and then the the worming doesn't kill all the parasites there's always some that survive and eventually you build up parasite resistance and it's a big problem throughout the entire country um with parasite resistance and and so i was like reading about different breeds and there's spanish goats um i don't remember i don't think they originally came from spain i don't remember why they're called spanish goats but they are incredibly hardy and notoriously, they're, they're known for being uh, resist, more parasite resistant whenever. So when it came time that I was like, yeah, I actually want to have a buck. But I don't, I want him from a baby so that he's not mean and doesn't try to attack me. <laughs> so I, I looked far and wide and I found somebody who had a half Spanish, half, half boar buckling. And so that's how I got the billy that I have. And he's half Spanish, half boar. And um, and he d- does have pretty good parasite resistance. I don't worm my goats. um, So these babies are are half boar. And then, so they're three quarter boar and one quarter Spanish because of him. And, but, you know, it's, it's if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably have gone for Spanish goats first, but I didn't know anything back then. So that's how I chose.
0: All right. Now, I, the reason I was laughing is that that was actually the the worst transition in the history of the Taylor Stevens Show podcast, um, because, <laughs> because what we're actually like be catch talking it? about is no, no, no. There was no way you could have caught it. Um, but we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and a, a specific problem or product called Chat GPT that has garnered a lot of attention lately. And one of the questions that I asked Chat GPT. Uh, in preparation for our podcast for tonight, is to give me five questions that you could ask a farm owner about raising goats. And that was the no way. <laughs> it's a great question. Good, good job, chat GPT. And there are more, but I'm the, the length of your answer has, has led me to believe. And um, see, this is why you need the human element and not just the artificial <laughs> intelligence. Okay, this has that led me was to a believe. good segue. Yes. Well, it it just it took a while to get to it. <laughs> well, we so have anyway, a very good example. Um, Taylor Taylor and I talked a couple of weeks ago about ChatGPT almost right after it was released. Um it was released, I think on November 30th and by November by December 5th they had there were a million users and it was everywhere on social media. So I'm sure that, okay, that but, you guys have seen might... it.
1: There might be listeners who don't know what it is. So,
0: can Yes, you well, there, there will be. Um, okay. what did, so GPT stands for pre-trained transformer. So it's chat generative, pre-trained transformer. It's an artificial intelligence uh, that works like chat. So you ask a question and you get answers. And there are any number of things that you can ask about and almost everybody in every industry right now is asking themselves, is this going to replace me or is this going to replace Jim down the hall? Um, people who are writing ad copy are concerned about something like this, uh, taking their job. If you job. haven't
1: seen it, if you haven't seen it, it's pretty brilliant. Um, it. It excels in some things and is highly flawed in others, but it's still learning. And like you could, I've seen people say, you know, write, rewrite, tell the story of this in the voice of the King James version of the Bible. And it will retell a story just spot on as if it using the exact Diction and and just it, the the syntax, and it's just spot on. But it's so broad. it can do it for it can write papers. it can it can do so much and and across just just huge areas of knowledge. So it's a lot, anyway,
0: yeah. and the reason the reason I wanted to talk about this is not as a lot of writers are worrying about, is this going to take the place of authors writing books, the answer to that is probably yes and no. Um, Maybe. But Could. It's, it's uh, a lot of what I've read and seen is it is a great collaborative tool. So in effect, you can use the AI as a collaborator to help you come up with ideas, help you in, in this case to come up with questions. Um, I did another... Uh, I, I ask another question. One of the things that I have problems with when I'm writing is coming up with names, and what inevitably happens is whatever name comes first, every other name in the first draft of the book begins with the same letter. I have no it happened idea me, why,
1: and it got into print.
0: Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> it's I think it's a pretty common a common thing, or at least amongst great minds, or something. I don't know.
0: So I so I ask uh, I ask a question. I said. Um, Give me five characters with names and descriptions for use in a Las Vegas adventure story. One of the characters should be a cocktail waitress at an upscale upscale casino. What
1: can you tell you?
0: 15 seconds later, I get the response. Sure, here are five characters with names and descriptions for use in a Las Vegas adventure story. Number one, Jack Diamond, a suave (laughs) and charismatic high roller who loves to take risks and live life on the edge. He's a regular at a, at the upscale casino, where he's always looking for the next big win. Sarah Williams, a beautiful, ambitious cocktail waitress at the upscale casino, she's working her way through college and dreams of one day becoming a successful businesswoman. I'm not going to go through all five of them. Oh, but this you can is kind good. Of this is see like, what's happening here.
1: I I I see basically every generic story that's ever been told right there in. You get what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's it's it's
0: brilliant. Anyway. Yeah. But again, it's not like, oh, I'm going to take this and write the story from this. But if you're oh, but it could. for character names, you know, here are character names. And if especially if they're they're not primary characters, you've got descriptions. You can ask for physical descriptions. It's really interesting. Um another another question that I asked was. And this is an, another thing that some writers have problems with, or some of this just doesn't make it into the first draft where, you know, you go into the steakhouse and it's a steakhouse and then the conversation starts, but you need to describe the steakhouse. So I ask, I asked the question incorrectly the first time, describe a New York steakhouse in three sentences. New York Steakhouse is a type of restaurant that specializes in certain <laughs> so anyway, yeah. all right. So that ah, I did that wrong. Next, next effort was give me a two-sentence description of a steakhouse for use in a novel. And what I got was the steakhouse was dimly lit, was a dimly lit upscale establishment with a luxurious atmosphere. As I walked in, the smell of sizzling steaks and the sound of clinking glasses filled the air. That's not bad for.
1: For an AI, I
0: suppose. Yeah, for, for something that's just quick. And I could have I could have said, rewrite it in third person. And it, it would change the as I walked in uh, to as he or she or whatever walked in. And then I asked, give me three things a character in a novel will notice when entering a coffee house. One was the smell of freshly brewed coffee and baked pastries, which is likely to be strong and inviting. Uh, second was... The busy atmosphere with people chatting and working on laptops at tables or standing in line to place orders. And the third was a diverse menu of coffee and tea drinks, as well as sandwiches, pastries, and other light meals, which may be displayed on a chalkboard or posted on a wall. So interesting things that to try to get your mind working.
1: Yeah, that was way better than the steakhouse one.
0: Just well, it was a better question, too. And oh that's, that's that's kind of sweet. the key to this whole thing. And that's the main reason I wanted to talk about this. Because we all know people. Who can't do, who are not good at Google searching. And those of us who have been alive long enough and are not, and have been using computers, we're used to doing Google searches. It's second nature to us. We know how to ask a question, filter through the information that we get, and find the answer that we're looking for most of the time. I think this is something that. We need to begin to understand a how it works and b how to interact with it. you know, in, and in this instance, it's just um, a chat interface. So it seems easy, but it's not that easy. If, because, as you could see, if you ask if you ask a vague question, you get a vague answer. And the more specifically you ask the question, the better the answer you get.
1: That's a very, very insightful insight. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had never even considered that uh, in in connecting it to searching online for information. That's such a good analogy. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, maybe I should learn how to use this thing.
0: Yes, you should. Um, um, all right. So another thing uh, the, we've all seen, presumably, if you're on social media, you've seen these images of people, and I'm not on social media that much, Taylor might be able to explain it better than I can, but you see like someone's taking a picture of themselves and there's this image that's generated of the picture, or maybe several images that are generated from the picture. Those are being done through AI systems, like uh, graphic-based AI systems. And it's, it's kind of fascinating the way they work, and there are lots of issues with them. Taylor, you've seen these images, right?
1: Well, the ones where it creates new backgrounds and like puts you somewhere else or the ones where all of a sudden your face has been converted into
0: the opposite gender or those types of things. Is that what you're well, talking about? Well, that kind of thing, as well as it's like, okay, here's a picture of me. Like maybe it's an author photo or something, a professionally done author photo uh, that, that you give to one of these AIs and it ter- it could turn it into like a, uh, what looks like an artist's rendering of the same thing, oh yeah, but with yeah, yeah, different clothes, different backgrounds, different colors, all of that. Yeah. So all of that that came out um, months ago. The you know the specific tools that would do that, and it was free. And now they've started charging for those images, and then, of course there was a lot of pushback. Um, that's that's what's going to happen with all of this stuff. Right now, chat GPT, right. which you can find at chat.openai.com. Chat GPT is a product of OpenAI. Um, right now it's free. So you can get in, figure out how it works, learn how to use it, get exposed to it, see whether or not you think you might be able to use it in any way. Um, I have been playing around a little bit with the image things. Um, because it's possible, almost like with ChatGPT, where you can go in and say, "Give me an image of a spaceship um, with the moon behind it, and you know, five other things," and it'll it'll saw, start generating as an, images.
1: As an example, um, somebody had it do, "Show me pictures of what Burning Man would look like if it had been around in the 1950s or 60s or something." Mm -hmm. And the concepts that this thing came up with, I mean, it nailed it. It, it, It's like, yeah, that's probably what it would look like if it had been around in that era. And it's like you almost think it's almost close enough to think that it actually has an imagination because it's pushing the boundaries towards what artificial creativity might look like. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yes. However, in, in playing with it, I found that I, because I keep seeing the, the, the images that people share, like, Hey, look at this cool thing I use, I did using diffusion B or mid journey or something like that. And I go, Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I'm going to go there and do the same thing. And I'll spend 45 minutes. And I've, what I come up with, looks like a kindergartner's drawing compared to what they've come up with because they've spent more time on it and they understand right. how it works and they understand the language that it understands. So it's the same kind of thing with ChatGPT. Once you begin to understand how to ask the questions or provide the information, then the tool will work better for you. And you know, to go back to the Google search analogy, um, you know, if, if the more experience you have doing Google searches, the more quickly you're going to be able to find the answer that you're looking for. Uh, I have a friend who writes, I'm going to call them action-adventure novels, and he's got, I think, 15 or 16 of them. Uh, they sell pretty well, and he recovered all of them using one of these tools to create the artwork for all of the books. And it looks, they look amazing. They look like they're professionally done covers. They're all on point for his brand. Uh, Obviously, it did not do the text on top of that. It just did the images. And when you hear someone talking about that, you think, oh my gosh, I want to do that because it'll only take me 15 minutes to recover my my 15 books. (laughs) The reality is it might not take that much time once you begin to understand it, but it might take you... uh, Hours, days, weeks to begin to to understand it to the point where you can utilize it properly. so it's this is a little bit like learning to use any new technology, but this feels like something that's really important. And if you don't know how to use it, it feels like uh, the kind of thing that you could be left behind if you if you're not trying to keep up with it.
1: see, I'm really glad you're you telling all this because I I have not treated it as anything more than a curiosity. Like, I see what other people have done with it, but I haven't been bothered at all to even go play with it myself. I got other stuff going on. I don't have time for this. So I haven't treated it as anything more than any other latest fad that's going on around social media where people, everybody's doing their wordle or they're doing their this or they're, mm-hmm. you know, converting their faces into that or whatever. I just, I've never done any that because I don't have time time for it. But now I'm like, oh, this is different. I see where you're going with this and I think you make a very, very valid
0: point. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. And as as you may know, occasionally we do this podcast just for ourselves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we do sometimes have those conversations.
0: Yes, but, yeah, because Taylor I and I had this conversation, and I could tell that Taylor was totally dismissing this. So I needed to I come wasn't I was with better information when we had this conversation.
1: <laughs> I Was disinterested, not dismissive. It's different, Steve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're a technologist, and I know that you understand how all of this works, and and you'll you will eventually, perhaps be able to see what the possibilities are. And yeah. I remember, because I'm old, I remember back in the very, very early days of the Internet. Not not I'm like the Internet that we're used to using. Um, right. Like Pre-Netflix, not Netflix, what? Netscape, pre-Netscape, <laughs> where, you know, before there were common browsers, but when you could see what was happening and running around and telling everybody, this is going to change everything, and having them look at me and say i have no idea what you're talking about and i don't care right and so that's what this feels like now and i could be completely wrong but i don't think i am
1: i don't think you are either that you've convinced me so i'm going to go give it a look see at some point when i have time
0: yeah so chatgpt.openai.com it's super easy to use like taylor said don't think of this as the world's smartest thing it's it's right maybe 80% of the time when you're asking questions and a lot of the times it's wrong. And if you ask for 10 things, you know, eight of them might be on point, two of them might be, you know, out of, out of left field, but there are, as you begin to use it and as you begin to study the way it works, there are ways that you can formulate questions. For example, you you can ask it to to build a, you know, like a, an eight-paragraph uh, plot for a story, and it, it'll throw something out. And then you can say, yeah, that's a lot. Can you summarize that in one paragraph? And, you know, yeah, that's a lot. Can you summarize it in one sentence? So and it, it keeps holds the
1: conversation. It. Like, it, it's yes. not like every time you talk to it, it has to start over. It continues as if you're almost like talking to a Childish person as a, you're very high IQ
0: using it. Once you shut it down, then it's gone. Although okay. they're they're working on something that will allow it to retain that. Um, but it's not yet. And this this version of GPT is it's technology, so everything has versions. This is version 3.5. So this has been in the works for a while, but they just released this part of it. And a lot of the open source code, there are lots of other places you can go and get open source code. I'm sorry, get get the AI code, and it is open source. So there are actually people out there who are taking the open source codes, building their own AIs, using the code, and then training it to do specific things that they want it to do.
1: I've seen some really fun, funny discussions in the tech community, the coding community, which I follow that side of things because of privacy, security. Um, the story that I'm writing right now deals with hacking. So I it helps me, even though I don't speak the language and I don't know how to code, it at least helps me understand what the issues are, what's happening in that world. And there was a lot of fun coming out from there when chat was first released of coders going in and saying things like, uh, what, show me what code would look like if I needed to find a vulnerability for XYZ. And then it would come up with actually executable code that could attack a certain vulnerability in a particular instance, right And just the the comments that were coming from developers and security researchers are like, "Oh God, this is dangerous. This is a game changer because it it has the ability to process through everything that exists out there in the world in terms terms of code, right? Like anything that it has access to, it can, it can assimilate and regurgitate, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not always 100%, right? And so some of the things it was getting wrong were pretty funny. Not that I understood it, but I understood other people laughing at it. So uh, yeah, it, I, who knows what direction it's going to go, yeah. but it, it can I mean, get this is, very This has been out
0: in the world since November 30th, and we're recording this on December 19th. So 20 yeah. days, it's been out. And it's been learning every day. I saw a video the other day where someone was developing a website, just a pure HTML website, no WordPress or anything like that. And they had it write all the code for it. And they would say things like, um, give me a menu with five tabs and have the tabs have these items. And it would just write the code. And in 15 minutes, he took the code, plugged it in, tweaked a couple of things, and he had the website.
1: But here's where that gets dangerous and this is, it can apply, I'm going to apply it to this particular concept, but it can apply to many, many things, is that unless you actually know how to read code, the, it, because it pulls from everywhere and it it thinks that it's the smartest thing in the room, even though it often gets a lot of stuff wrong, um, you better know what you're doing or he could it could be giving you code that would, you know, key into ma- malware that it had picked up from somebody else and had been taught that it was something other than what it was. And you open yourself up also to a lot of um, <laughs> drama and chaos if you don't know what you're doing. So the same thing could also apply to uh, if you needed to write something about a certain medical procedure or um, just Anything that requires actual accuracy and specialized knowledge, if you're trying to write a term paper and it gives you wrong information that it thinks it's right, it can mess everything up. So it's not like you can just rely on it to, n- to be 100% accurate. It, there is a certain amount of human intelligence that has to be applied to the information that it's fitting out. For now, it might change, but you could see how it could also be used. Harmfully by somebody who's thinking that many more steps ahead of you.
0: Oh yeah, it, you it, depending on how job. you how you look at this, um, it it could be terrifying, or it could be really exciting. Um, I just this as a really simple example, and I want to go back to what I said early on: the idea of thinking of something like uh, ChatGPT as uh, a collaborator. Like you wouldn't right. go to a collaborator and say, you know, write the code for this website or tell me about something and then just put it in your book, you know, tell me how to exactly you, you would, you would vet it. Um, yes. but the other day I, this was like seven or eight o'clock at night. My brain is basically shut off at seven or eight o'clock at night. And I got a message saying, will you please send, uh, send a letter confirming this person's income. They need it for, you know, banking or something. And, and I've written those letters a hundred times in my life. But I thought, I, I just can't do it right now. My brain, I can't pull up that information. Yeah, and I it requires
1: thought, mental energy to just even formulate basic sentences when you're- Yes,
0: yes. And if you're not, required. if that's not what you're doing. If you're doing something else, it requires shifting your brain, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do as you get older. And it's, it's late at night. So I thought of ChatGPT. And so I went in and it was the second time I asked, I, I made the request. I made it accurately enough that it wrote the letter to ninety percent accurately. I copied and pasted, put it on stationery, tweaked the salary information, changed a, a couple words in a sentence, and it was done. And and it was like Brilliant. two minutes, and I didn't have to think. So that's the whole that's the whole concept of thinking at it thinking of it as a as a, as a collaborator.
1: Um, yeah, let and, it do the grunt work, and then you come in behind it and yes. Clean up what needs to be cleaned up. Yeah, That's again, and we've awesome. we've
0: talked over and over again about the idea of you can't rely on TV or movies for your research because that will right. bite you in the rear end, and and people will will get it. Same thing with this, but it yeah. is a great tool that can help you if you're if if your mind's on this one, you know, if if you're writing a an exciting scene and you need names requires a different part of your brain to do that so going out to this collaborator and saying you know give me five names and picking the one that that looks the best and throwing it in and and then you just move on so i think it's i I think it's very exciting i think it's worth knowing about i think it's worth spending some time learning about and that's the reason for the show today
1: that was awesome i'm very grateful for that thank you for forcing me to listen (laughs) (laughs) You're like, we're gonna do this as a show, and you're gonna have no choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, that is this week's show. I'd uh, love to hear your comments in the Taylor Stevens fan club group. If you have any, or if you've tried it, I'd love to know that as well.
1: Yeah, and if there's anything you've done, if there's anything you've done that you think is fantastic, that it's yeah, if you've done, done you any you, of those cool want, images yeah, of
0: yourself, or, examples, or if you're doing I'm covers good. or anything like that, show us. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week. We will be back with you again soon.
1: Thanks for being here, guys. See you next week.